Hi, I'm Erica Keswin. Welcome to Left to Our Own Devices, a show that explores how to bring our human to work and to life. Because left to our own devices, we're not connecting. My guest this week is Dory Clark. Dory has been named one of the top 50 business thinkers in the world by Thinkers 50. She is a keynote speaker and teaches for Duke University's School of Business. Dory is the author of three books, Entrepreneurial You, Reinventing You, and Stand Out, which was named the number one leadership book of the year by Inc. Magazine. She was a formal presidential campaign spokeswoman, and she writes frequently for the Harvard Business Review, and I'm, I love being able to call her a colleague and a friend. So welcome to the podcast, Dory. Thanks, Erica. So fun to have the chance to talk with you. Yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. So we're all sitting here working at home. We're in quarantine, but you have been working from home since 2006, I believe, when you started your business. But does this feel different for you than before? And, and how are you managing the quarantine? You live in downtown Manhattan. So how's it going? Things are going pretty well. I mean, you're right. I definitely have a lot more uh, experience than than most working from home and and being on video calls and things like that. But I think the biggest difference for me is that even though most of my work days were typically being being on calls or having video meetings and, and things like that, the difference was that almost every night I would go out in New York and mm. I would see friends, I would see theater, and I I had this very active life where I was going out probably six nights a week. It was it was sometimes even too much. Wow. Uh, and now, of course, in New York City, there's kind of not anything to do. And so I, the biggest difference for me is that. I've gone a little stir crazy because of it. And so I've just taken, this is kind of a healthy adaptation, I guess, but I've taken to uh, implementing a, reg a regimen of long walks. And so pretty much every night when I get done, uh, whatever time that is, whether it's six or seven or eight o'clock at night, I will go out and take sometimes a maybe two hour walk by the oh, river wow. and listen to audiobooks and podcasts or call people and uh, just be outside so that I can feel like I'm not trapped in my apartment the whole time. Yeah. And it's a great opportunity to connect with yourself, connect with others, um, which is a great segue to, you know, my next question. And when I think about this podcast, it's about bringing your human to work and making time to honor relationships with others, your colleagues, with you know, your clients, with your family, your friends, and, and also with yourself. And so when I think about your, I mean, you have such a huge following of entrepreneurs and people creating their brands and building businesses. How do they do that in, in this moment? Because you talk a lot about the importance of self-promotion, but how do you balance that with honoring relationships, especially during this, this pandemic? It's, I feel like it's a tricky balance and would love your thoughts. I think there's a lot of ways that that we can do it, Erica, depending on what comes naturally to people where where they feel like their sort of zone of genius is. Certainly, I have seen anecdotally both from folks in the online community I run, the, the recognized expert community, and also just hearing on the other end from editors at publications that I write for. It sounds like a lot of people have suddenly decided, 
oh, now's the time to write. And so all these publications have been deluged with submissions that, uh, that people who are you know, busy professionals who are not traveling uh, have suddenly decided that content creation is the way to go. So there's a, a little bit of a traffic jam right now and uh, everything's slower. The, the editors have a lot of submissions to get through. But in general, I would say that's not a bad response. Um, there's, certainly there's a lot of places that anyone can publish, whether it's LinkedIn or Thrive Global or Medium, uh, where if you create it, you can just put it up. And for people who have not started sharing their ideas previously, that's a, a terrific starting point. And you know, certainly I think it is a, a valuable quest. It might not be super easy the, the first time or the first couple of times, but working to break in into higher profile publications is something valuable so your ideas can be heard. Um, but you know, I think that, that sometimes in the, in the discourse, things become dichotomized between you know, the idea of self-promotion versus relationships. And it, it sounds like sometimes people think of it as um, being relationship focused means that you're this kind of uh, humble person who's of service to others, which certainly is a great way to be. Um, but it's not to the exclusion of activities that build your brand. I would argue that things like writing or creating content or you know, making videos and posting them on LinkedIn or things like that can also be of service. This is not about chest thumping. If you are out there creating high quality information where you're basically saying, hey, you know, a lot of people are struggling with ABC right now. I did too, and here's a thing that I learned that was helpful to me, maybe it would be helpful to you, pretty much no one is going to say, oh my God, you are such a jerk. I can't believe you put that out there. You know, it, it's it's coming from the right place and you do get known and recognized for it if people feel it's useful, but it's also coming from that place of service that I, I think really can build relationships either one-on-one -on -one or sometimes at scale. Mm -hmm. No, I, I love that. And I think it it's giving you know, people who are listening to this today, it will give them almost permission to to put you know their ideas out there, especially in this time where I do think people are have trepidation to to put their ideas out there. Um, I think that they'll really appreciate you know hearing those thoughts and 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 not being worried about it. And I think the people that are doing it well, because I listen to a lot of what's posted and read those articles, is when it's authentic to you and who you are. Um, that makes a huge, a huge difference as well. So what about honoring relationships with, with others and building your business and business development right now? I'm getting a lot of questions about that as well. Can I pick up the phone? How am I selling in this moment without looking, you know, to use your words, like a total, total jerk, but at the same time, you know, I, I can't not do that for the next six months. So, you know, how do you, advise people to continue to, to nurture and strengthen and deepen those relationships with, with clients and, and future clients? Well, I think this is a, a really important question, Erica, and it's, it's something that I am right in the middle of right now because I, you know, I, I run my own business, of course. I do consulting and executive coaching and was really thinking this through. And certainly in the first few weeks of the pandemic, I was not at all focused on sales. I mean, mm -hmm. no, I think no one was. We were trying to figure out what the deal was and are we all going to die? Right, we were in survival. And no the answer sales, is, you know, survival. thankfully, no. 
<laughs> but you know, at a certain point, you have you have to sort of get back to, uh, to to more pedestrian concerns and say, all right, well, what does business look like? What does my business look like? And ultimately, one of the things that that I decided to do, and I actually came to believe that it was really probably more helpful or more useful than ever was I run this course, which I alluded to. It's called the Recognize Expert course. And it's a uh, a program that helps thoughtful professionals really figure out how to get known for their ideas. And so I typically would do a launch once a year, it, most often in the fall. That was what I was planning for this mm-hmm. year. But I actually pivoted my thinking and decided that I would run a launch in the midst of the pandemic, which <laughs> maybe could have gone terribly, you know, like, uh, you know, would, would people want to get this information? Would anyone want to be putting out money for anything during a time when there's so much uncertainty? Would it look unseemly in some way to be marketing? But ultimately, the philosophy that I have used in the, uh, the, the course registration is actually closing tonight as we're speaking, um, but already, uh, this has been by far the most successful launch that I've ever had of the course, which which surprised me. But I, I think the biggest mantra that I adhered to was the fact that, you know, no one ever likes to feel pressured in a sales transaction in general. Mm-hmm. I think that certainly is accentuated during a time when people are having uh challenges or financial difficulties or when you know the the world around us is so uncertain and volatile. Um, but I, I think that there is really nothing wrong now or ever with taking the approach, hey, I have a thing. This thing might be useful to you. If it is, I would be glad to tell you more about it. If it is not, please click here and you will not hear one more word about it. And if you do that and you give people full transparency so that the people who like it and want more, okay, great. They, they raise their hand. They say, fantastic. Tell me more. For everybody else, you just don't bother them. You're, you're not pushing anything. I think most important thing probably in life, but certainly in sales, is just to never be needy. You know, I don't need a sale. If somebody is like, gosh, I don't know, uh, 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 I will tell them like straight up, I'm like, don't buy it. Do not join this course, literally. I do not want your money because what I only want is people who feel really good about the transaction. And it is not worth it to me to have people who are hemming and hawing and who are going to, uh, you know, want a refund or they're going to be angsting about it. So I think having a smaller group of people who are very positive and intensely committed is great. And as long as we are super clear and then no one feels tricked and no one feels pressured, then I actually think it's a great time to be selling things that people might uh, really feel like, gosh, actually, I have more time to devote to this, or this is exactly what I need right now. Right. No, I, I love and, and always learn so much when I when I talk to you, but thinking about what you are offering, and maybe it looks the same, maybe it looks a little different um, for people. I mean, I do a lot of speaking, and I know you do as well, in person. How do we translate that online? What does that look like in terms of pricing, but, uh, but pivoting and saying, you know what, people have, ex- many people now ha- do have more time. They're not commuting. Some are really worried about, you know, future revenue streams and are willing to invest time and money on their own growth and professional development, which is, which is something that 
I'm seeing a lot. And so I, I have to say, you know, I, given the people I've been talking to, I am actually not surprised sitting here in May of 2020 to, to hear that many people are signed up for that class. So congratulations for that. I look forward to hearing more about it and hearing what the conversations are with the people who've signed up. So just trying to summarize for myself what, what I've learned so far, I think in terms of honoring relationships with others and yourself, those two things don't need to be mutually exclusive, right? That you can honor relationships with, with your colleagues and your customers and doing things for others while at the same time, you know, not just looking at what you're doing as, as self-promotion, that you're honoring that relationships with, your, with yourself as well, which I love. And then also thinking about pivoting and not being shy around professional development and looking at this time as a time to talk to people and check in. How are you? Maybe the course isn't right for them in this moment, by, but by fall, if you launch it again, they will be. So I've been talking to a lot of people about just reaching out under the guise of how are you? Just checking in. Um, and using this time to deepen relationships. So I, I love that. Yeah, thank you, Erica. I mean, I, just to add to that, to the, to the point about really maintaining and enhancing relationships, I think the most important thing that we can be doing as professionals you know, who are you know, selling in some capacity, it's just being really honest and transparent about what is what. And specifically what I mean by this, one time that really stands out in my mind when I just felt really burned was a woman that I know invited me to her house. And I had, I had invited her previously to a gathering at my house. And I had had, you know, some people over for dinner. And so she was like, oh, Dory, I would like to invite you for dinner. And I thought, oh my gosh, how fantastic. Wow. You know, I mean, you know, most people don't really have great manners. <laughs> I don't like, you know, this woman, she's reciprocating. That's so thoughtful. And she was from a different country. And she's like, I want to cook you a meal from my country to show off, you know, the local cuisine. And I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah, thank you. You know, I was really pumped because I just thought this person wants to be friends and, you know, is trying to do a nice thing. So I go over there and she's prepared this elaborate meal and oh, fantastic. But I could tell from the moment I got there that something was up. And I started to worry because I didn't know what was up. And, you know, I'm enjoying the meal, but she's sort of alluding to like, oh, well, there's a thing I want to talk to you about. And I'm like, oh my God, what is it? And finally we get to course number three of four. This is a long dinner, which of course I can't leave because she's prepared this whole thing for me. And I'm just the two of you at this dinner. It was just the two of us. Exactly. And, and she finally says during course three, she's like, so there's this thing I want you to invest in. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh no, that's not what I wanted to hear. I thought this person wanted to be my friend. And instead she's like hitting me up. And it just was so awkward. And, and you know, it wouldn't, the truth is it wouldn't have been awkward if right up front she'd been like, hey, I have this thing, are you interested in it? And then I could have said yes, yes or no. And, you know, a dinner would be something totally separate, but instead it was like a, a little bit of a trick almost. And so I think that when we think about customers and customer relationships, you know, like when you do a sales webinar, for instance, the worst thing is to trick people into like, oh yeah, I'm going to tell you this informational thing. And then the whole thing is a sales pitch. That is, that is the worst and people feel so resentful about it. So when I do, many of my webinars are purely informational, 
But when I do a sales webinar, I let people know. I will say up front, hey, by the way, I have a thing to sell you. And at the end of the webinar, I will be telling you about it. It is my hope that this webinar is going to be helpful to you no matter what, uh, whether you want to buy something or not. But just FYI, there is a thing. And if you are interested at the end of the webinar, I'll tell you more about it. I want people to be perfectly transparently informed. And I think that way there's no misunderstandings. Yeah, I'm going to quote you on that. You, you have, what your line was before, you have to know what is what and communicate what is what. And I, I appreciate that. And being someone who's, who has been lucky enough to be invited to a number of your gatherings, I can see... I can just picture in my head, you know, because your gatherings are so warm and people are, you invite them and people are connecting and then it's up to them to follow up. No one's selling anything. It's really just about, you know, honoring those relationships and, and building community, which is one of the things I've always admired about you. And so to have her come to that and then have it be just a dinner with the two of you with a sales pitch, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall. You're like, oh my gosh, am I going to get out of here tonight? Um, but really good, really good lesson. Be, be upfront. Um, so my next question is about rituals and it's something that's, you know, really important to me. I've been thinking about it a lot. As you know, I have a new book coming out next year about rituals and rituals give us a sense of psychological safety and belonging and an opportunity to connect to purpose. And I think about rituals at work rituals at home. Um, do you have a ritual that is important to you that you can share? Yeah, it's such a, such a great question, Erica. And I love it that you're writing a book on this topic. It's, uh, it, it hasn't been explored enough in, I'll call it the non- uh, straight up anthropology world, you know, in sort of in sort of the, the you know the the modern business world or the modern life world, uh, I think people don't really think enough about rituals. They think about rituals when it comes to you know some uh, Amazon tribe, uh, but we all have things like that. So I think uh, in terms of rituals, I mean, some people are very. Uh, regimented, you know, they sort of, you know, they've got their, their morning routine has become a big, uh, a big thing in the business world. And so I don't, I don't really have anything like that per se. Um, what I will say I have certainly started doing during, <laughs> during the pandemic is, which, which has been a lovely ritual and a lovely way to, to start the day uh, is that I, uh, this is going to make me sound very uh, very wholesome. <laughs> I, I wake up in the morning and I I walk to my local coffee shop because I'm trying I'm trying very desperately to support them while they are still in business. <laughs> you know, hopefully they will continue to be. Uh, but I'm going there every day to try to support them. And I will buy a cup of coffee. I will take it to go as one must. And then I will take a walk by the river, as I mentioned, and I will call my mom and I will check in with my mom. And I started doing this. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, because mom is, uh, she's turning 83 this year. So I was, you know, kind of nervous about her and just making sure like every day I'm just like, do you have a sore throat? Are you coughing? You know, what you, you know, just like sort of grilling her about, about her health. Now, you know, I'm a little less worried since things seem to be slightly more contained. Uh, but you know, I've continued to check in with her every day, which she likes, of course, very much. And so that's been a nice way for for me to uh, to start the morning before I actually 
start work. I love that. Many people have been saying that the rituals that they're creating during this pandemic, they think that they'll continue. You know, my guess is this might be one that, that you'd continue as well, checking in on your mom. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I always talk to her a fair amount, but I didn't really have a, a sort of specific time or a specific way to, uh, to build it in. So this has provided a nice space for it. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that. What rituals have you created? You know, I would say, you know, similar. I mean, my ritual and even the, you know, bring your human to work was inspired by my Starbucks barista and where I would go every day and get my coffee. And lucky for me, where I have been um, camping out uh, in the last two months in Connecticut, my so my ritual has to change because my Starbucks is 20 minutes away. But thankfully, it's a drive through and I still have been able to get it. And so I've shifted that ritual where instead of walking and, and it, my, you know, I used to, in the beginning, get my coffee and work on my to-do list and, you know, feel productive in quotes. And one day I thought, wow, well, my coffee is the best part of my day. And I don't even remember drinking it or tasting it. And I've never been a big meditator, but that became my meditation, just stopping and feeling the heat on my hands on this coffee. So my whole, you know, everything's been shifted upside down. Now I have to drive to get the coffee. So I have this 20 minutes of thinking, and obviously I'm not going to be on my phone when I'm driving or listening to a podcast. And it's, um, it'll be interesting when I can walk again to get coffee, what I do, because I've really started to enjoy and look forward to this, this time in the morning. So I can completely relate to, to what you're saying. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. What, what are you mostly thinking about? Are you thinking about work stuff or just life in general? Or do you, do you try to direct it or do you just kind of let your mind wander? I would say both. Um, one of the things I, I ask myself, and it, it, we got into it in the beginning of this podcast with you, is this question of, does your calendar reflect your values? You know, and the values of your organization, you know, or the values of your business and, and so what I try to think about, you know, some of it is just looking outside and not thinking, pro, you know, being very intentional about not thinking it. But the other piece of it is saying, has my calendar reflected my values? And what, how have I been spending my time? And it's shifting with this pandemic. You know, I had, you know, sadly a death in the family and I'm dealing with three kids under quarantine and homeschooling. And so every day is so different. So what I'm urging people to really think about, you know, whether you're a meditator or whether you have a ritual similar to yours or to mine is to think about that under the guise of, am I honoring relationships and, and in a way that is aligned to, to who I am and, and where I'm headed. So I always try to focus a little bit of that time, you know, thinking about, about that question. That's, that's wonderful. That's great, Erica. Um, so I have one final question for you, and everybody gets asked this question. So the question is, what do you do as a person that makes you feel most like you? Yeah, it, I, I, love, I love that question, and I want, I want to compliment you on it because it's not a question that, that I've ever been asked before. Thank you. I think that uh, so often you know, when you go on shows or whatever, there's sort of the standard uh, suite of uh, 
whatever biographical type things. And so to, to really come up with something that is probing in some way, uh, I think is, is really fantastic. So I, when I was in college, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do for work, what I, what I wanted my career to be. And so the, you know, the career services office had this suggestion, which is not a bad suggestion. And they said, well, make a list of all of the things that you like to do. And then, you know, you can brainstorm about how you could possibly turn them into a career. And basically all I could come up with on my list was that I like to read the newspaper and give people my opinion. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, that's a, that's a start. <laughs> so I did, in fact, as my first job, I, I became a journalist and then I got, uh, then I got laid off. And then, you know, of course now there's not such a thing as journalism jobs pretty much. Um, but I've sort of adapted from there, but I think in some ways it. um, it kind of ties into things that I really do care about, which is I really like information and I really like learning things. And it is true. I do also like giving my opinion. <laughs> and uh, I, I think that for me, one of, one of the things that, that really feels great to me is when I'm in a position, you know, and, and I, I'm the kind of person that's, that is really into my work. Like I like talking about it. I like doing it. I, um, I get very excited when I'm with friends that also like to talk about their, their work and we can kind of geek out on it. But so for me, I would say something that makes me really feel like myself or the self that I want to be is where I am able to sort of take the things that I have learned, whether it is through reading or study or personal experience, and distill it into a way that through giving my opinion, whether it is writing a book or speaking or coaching or something like that, is able to be helpful to people. Because, you know, I don't, I don't really want to give my opinion just to hear myself talk. Like, ideally, the goal is to give my opinion in a way that, that can be useful to people. So when I feel like I'm able to do that, that, that really feels like, ah, yes, yes, that's the idea. So I think probably, uh, some, something in that, uh, in that constellation. Well, I, I have to say, I, I got goosebumps when you were saying that, because, you know, when I think about bringing your human to work, um, and doing what you're passionate about, you have clearly in your career been able to take what is innately you and make it a business. And, you know, we all benefit from that because you are out there helping the rest of us figure out how to follow in your footsteps and, and do that. And so to me, everything that you were saying, like the dots just got connected and came full, full circle. And I think, you know, I'm to, I'm, you know, kudos to you to be able to say, wow, this is what, I was good at and, and really represents who I am. And now it's what, it's not only who you are, but it's what you do. And it's helping many other people achieve that same goal. I think you and I are both working in areas where we have that passion and not everybody is as, is as fortunate, but you've created very practical and actionable tips and techniques and ways to get there through your courses and books and coaching. So I just was having a little moment as, uh, as you were speaking. So, and I'm glad you've never had that question. 
So to end, you, Erica. just a fun few lightning round questions so people get to know even a little more about you. Um, if you were to pick a time that was the most creative time, only out of these two times, what would it be? Midnight or 6 a.m.? Wow, I'm usually asleep at both, but maybe maybe if I had to choose midnight. Okay. Guilty pleasure, sweet or savory? Uh, savory. Favorite karaoke song? I actually, so Erica, you are a, a proud, you know, recent member of the Marshall Goldsmith 100 Coaches uh, community, which, which I am a member of, and we are so excited to have you as part of it. And so I, I can actually tell you, not just hypothetically, but from real lived experience, uh, Marshall Goldsmith is a very big karaoke fan. And at one uh, early Marshall Goldsmith 100 Coaches event, he insisted that people sing karaoke songs. And so I chose uh, Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. I love that song. Last show binged on Netflix or Hulu, Amazon Prime, take your, your pick. I am binging one right now, right as we speak, and it is called Halt and Catch Fire, which I think is, um, you know, a weird title because no one ever understands what what it means. Uh, but it's an excellent show, and it is about the creation. It's a fictional show about the essentially the creation of the personal computer and internet industry in the early to mid 1980s. And I love it. I think it's uh, it's really, really well done. All right. I'm going to check it out. And finally, what is the first thing you will do when you get out of quarantine? The first thing I'm going to do is there, I'm a big, big fan of Indian food. And there is an Indian restaurant that I'm so obsessed with in uh, Murray Hill in New York, also known as Curry Hill. And it is called Vatan. And it is, it's kind of like Epcot. It's decorated to look like a Gujarati village, which I love. I love things like that. And they give you a three course unlimited Indian meal. It's a prefixed, uh, a prefix, uh, unlimited meal. And it's just, it's just fantastic. And I desperately want them to feed me again. What's the first thing you're going to do? I, you know, it's funny. People have been saying, oh, I can't wait to travel. I can't wait to, you know, do some of these big things. All I want to do is have some friends over and hug them and like have them just a couple of people. It's these very small things all of a sudden that we took for granted. And um, that's been really hard for me. You know, I love my husband and my kids and it's been great to have my dog. Um, and now that it's nice out, I can see some people a little bit at a distance, but it's it's something that I really feel is is missing right now. And I'm, I'm counting the days. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I look forward to having you over, Erica, and, uh, and you, you are somebody who does reciprocate, uh, and, and I've loved to come to your events, and you have never once uh, tricked me into an investment pitch. You, you are, you are t classy all the way. <laughs> I know. I was thinking the last time you came over for a spaghetti project event that I held, and you know, it was sort of the opposite. It was here, meet everybody that might be able to help you. Oh, my gosh. I know. It was fantastic. Really funny. So yes, I always love meeting people like you where we meet each other's friends and colleagues and, and who knows where it will take us. So thank you so much. Enjoy your 
walk tomorrow, getting your coffee and talking to your mom every time, you know, this every morning I'll be thinking of you and, and what you're doing and I'll see you in person very soon. I look forward to it, Erica. Great, great to have the opportunity to chat with you. All right. Thanks, Dory. Thank you for tuning in this week to Left to Our Own Devices. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you want to receive my monthly newsletter, text the word HUMAN to 66866, or you can connect with me by email at erica at spaghettiproject.com. Stay safe, stay connected, and I'll see you next time.